And finally, we have made it to our last subject of the night for episode three. This one is transition from traditional to modern world. And basically, we just have to make the changes for an unpredictable future. And when I look at everything that we've talked about so far, as far as the the podcast, season one, season two, we're now in season three, and all these observations that I made, um, all that stuff put together, including the way... I use the long walk as a reference. We are in that transitional stage, man. We are right now, we are the ones that are <laughs> are definitely going to sh- change the future into what we need it to be. So if we're all going to be scared and just staying home, staying safe and getting vaccinated after vaccinations, after vaccinations, after boosters, after vaccinate. That's, we're just going to be like a a punk tribe, you know, we're just going to be easily pushed around. And, and from day one, I've always been saying that, you know, this, this Navajo nation, the land, I will do whatever I can to try to make sure we keep it. But, um, if there's too many, too many people, too many Navajos that say, oh, just listen to the government. They know what they're doing. They're going to keep us safe. They just, we just got to keep taking them vaccinations. Then I don't think, you know, we're really going to last that long where the land is going to be taken away from us because we're not going to be productive enough and taking enough risks to really make any um, infrastructure, to make any more new, new establishments, new restaurants, um, new anythings, you know, we're pretty much going to be limiting ourselves by or limiting yeah is that right limiting limit limiting ourselves um and you know there's no good there's going to be no more risk takers you know everybody's just going to be like okay well if we try and do this they're they're just going to tax us more and then we're gonna we got nowhere to go so yeah i gotta give up my land now and then what was once sacred is now going to be a swimming pool for those elites that have the money to to, to use it. And then not only that, but just the natural resources that are under the ground. And I know Clagato has got a lot of natural resources underground and, um, that's where it's going to be pretty much stripped. And that's, what's going to change the whole landscape, you know, physically change the landscape of Clagato. Just like when you go through a black hat, um, in between, uh, say Benito and Yatehe, that whole area has been changed because of all the coal that they found in that area. And they, they've been mining that. And so the land has really changed, you know, the structure of it. And excuse me, there was no trees. I think there's barely trees growing. So that's what might happen to Clagato. You might, all these little hills that we have here, these little valleys, they might be gutted out, made deeper, or they might be flattened out. And it's not going to look the same. It's going to look really trashy, you know. So how we proceed from here on out is, is a really good, um, is a really good topic discussion because everybody can depend on the chapter house, which is fine. You know, I, I really don't have anything against the chapter house. Yeah. I'll make fun of it and all that. But, um, I do believe that it's not so much the chapter house, but 
it would come down to leadership. And it's not leadership of the chapter house, it's the leadership within the community. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, the leadership that I'm probably doing right now is within the veterans organization that's uh, staying on track with the nonprofit and using that to push forward into the future. Because um, as I said in um, episode two, is that the way, let's see, how, how did I say it? Um, that it was the way the nonprofit could be established, it could definitely change the way uh, the Navajo Nation's political elections could be done. It might could be, it could might be, <laughs> man, I can't even talk now. Um, it's like the, like the way we have our elections right now to get Navajo Nation president. Um, what the, what the nonprofit could be providing is that avenue for small business, free enterprise, as it's also called. And once these Navajos invest in small business and they get their own little business going and, um, you know, there's influence right there because they have money, because they have customers, loyal customers that come in. So these politicians, they come over, these Navajo politicians say, oh, hey, man, uh, can you help me? Um, can you endorse me? Can I put my uh, posters up in your store? You're like, yeah. And then they're like, okay, then you guys vote for me. Uh, have your have your customers vote for me. So that way I'll, I'll be the next Navajo nation president. And let's say that guy becomes president and he just turns out to be another washout, like, um, all previous Navajo nation presidents. <laughs> I would say maybe, maybe the one that actually did some change was, um, what's his name? Peterson Zaw. Cause he's always been talked about a lot, <laughs> excuse me. But other than that, um, I don't really know of anyone else that, that can do it, but, um, the way that I also view this transitional phase that we're in, as far as obeying the government through the coronavirus is that there's a, I, I did talk about this in season one. There's a documentary called broken rainbow. Now I'm pretty sure you could find it on YouTube or you just Google it and you'll find something about it. But it's a documentary made made by these two ladies, these white ladies that um, that followed the Navajos as far as that relocation program they had going on in the seventies, and they were trying to get them away from that black mesa so they could uh, get that coal that's in there. Now there was a white guy. Um, he was an older white man. I, shit, I don't remember his name, but he was the one that was appointed, um, as like the first, I, I want to say Navajo nation president. Um, but he was, I, I, I have to watch that documentary again or read up on it, but, um, whatever his position was, it was to influence the Navajo nation to accept like council delegates and stuff. So that way, um, they could all agree to, the corporations and companies coming onto the res to take away the coal and the natural resources that were on there. And in order to do that, they had to relocate the Navajos. <clears throat> Damn it. Sorry. Excuse me. And, um, you know, the Navajos and the Hopis, they were getting along just fine before then. But ever since those guys came in, they took away some of the Hopi land and gave it to the Navajos. And that's where the Hopis got pissed. 
Then later, they gave the land back to the Hopis, and then Navajos got pissed because they got used to that land. And then later, they uh, they kind of uh, took away more Hopi land and said, oh, now this is Navajo Nation land. And that's where the Hopis, you know, they're still, I think they're still upset at Navajos to this day. But, you know, since they're neighbors, you know, still got to be, you know, cool with them and everything. But um, that's where that all started. And that's what I was saying earlier in the past few segments about how the, the, the long walk changed everything to the point where the, the Navajo men now became silversmiths. They put down their bows, arrows, and knives and spears, and they picked up the, the welding, uh, equipment, uh, not welding equipment, the, the jewelry equipment and started making jewelry and got pretty good at it. And then, um, the ladies were encouraged to weave and the more they weaved, the more they pretty much loved it, liked it. And, um, then they found out it can be made for monetary exchanges. So, so that's where everything start. I believe that's where everything started to change. And that's when people were saying, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that's where they were saying that the, uh, Navajo nation started, you know, started having phone lines put in and, uh, highways and roads and paved roads. And, um, you know, then there's radio, television, cell phones. And now we're in a stage where we've had everything handed to us that we can't stand up for ourselves anymore. We're just like, oh yeah, we'll listen to the government still because, um, they said that we need a social distance and wear a mask and get our boosters and our vaccines. And it's like, all right, man, just so you know, man, the government has screwed us over in the past. You know, they, they're crafty like that, man. They know what they're doing. They know what they want. And if us Navajos keep giving into them just because they give us free things, you know, by the time we realize it, you know, we'll just be a big used horde tribe, you know, everybody's gonna be like, Oh, these Navajos are nothing. You just give them whatever they want. And then you can do whatever you want to their land or to them. They have no backbone. They'll never fight back, you know, but that's where the pod, not podcast. That's where the nonprofit I think is definitely the way of the future. And, uh, only because it's a better, faster way to get resources. And there are people out there who have lots of money and they got nothing to do with it. So that's why, it was very crucial for me to keep, keep at it, keep going. And finally we made a breakthrough, you know, and, uh, I just can't wait till uh, February's meeting. Cause then it's going to be really interesting because I know I'm going to get pretty busy. So I don't even know how much time I'll be able to dedicate to the podcast will be, but I'll definitely give it everything I got to make sure we finish season three on a strong note, just like season one and two. And, um, um, so that's where this whole, you know, we are in charge of this phase now, you know, it's slowly moving. If I were to, if I were to place, if it was going bad or good from here, I would say it's probably going bad because I don't really see a lot of Navajos standing up, especially veterans. That's what's kind of getting me upset is that as a veteran, you know, all the trainings that we went through and, you know, and being overseas, we know what it was like to be away from home. Now I loved it. <laughs> I don't want to come back. I wanted to stay out there. I wanted to live out there, but you know, through government contracts, I had to come back. And, um, 
now that I'm here, I'm like, I know what's, what exists out, you know, past the ocean and, you know, it's just another struggling group just like us. And only theirs is worse because they don't have a choice. We still have a choice. We can still make a difference. And that's where I probably want to dedicate an episode to like, um, motivation or inspiration and just try to get, um, that put in there. So that way, you know, if anything, at least it's, it's documented, it's, it's on the podcast, it's out there in the ether. Um, and, um, also, you know, just having this transitional stage phase, you know, with me not really speaking fluent Navajo or fluent Dene, um, I, I'm just doing my best, doing the best I can to translate how things can be and where they were and what, what it's been through. So all that put together, that's the best I can do for now, you know? Yeah. I mean, the pod, the podcast, the nonprofit is another entity on its own. It, it does have its own life, but right now, excuse me, damn, I hate these damn boogers. Um, the, the way things are now, it is going to take some time and money is, money is going to be that driving factor, but I just want, you know, those that want to do the nonprofit to understand is that don't make it about money, man. Just make sure you, you have a cause, whatever that cause is, you stick with it no matter what. Now, eventually you can change, you know, the, the nonprofit status. You can take your name off it. You can dissolve it, get rid of it. But if anything, you know, just know that it, it is being, it is being tried right now through the Clagato Veterans Nonprofit. And one of the other ways to get the point across is, you know, obviously social media. We do have our Instagram. I really haven't been able to put much up on there because every time I do, I'm just like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Why would I put that on there? Um, and then also the podcast, you know, that is definitely, excuse me, that's definitely showing that we are, you know, in that, in that time of our, our lives where um, everything is is changing to the point where we have to change with it. But also, you know, the, the, the future is unpredictable. Now, whoever came up with this idea of starting the pandemic for 2020, that, that whole thing right there, that was planned out, but they... They probably were really hoping that a lot of people would um, look at Donald Trump as the worst person in the world and look at Joe Biden as a, the savior and and whatever they were whatever else they were trying to do that it was going to be it was going to be easy. But then what ended up happening was Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris and you know from there everything just starts not really being as serious and as official as it should have been because Kamala Harris kept laughing, you know, and people got tired of it. You know, they were like, what the hell? And then Joe Biden kept mumbling his words. And then the other thing is when he has those press conferences, his handlers 
they tell everybody, okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. You guys have a good day. And they're like, no, we have some questions for the president. They're like, no, thank you. Thank you. That's it. He's not taking any more questions. Y'all have a good day. You need, you guys need to get out now, you know, chasing out all the reporters and shit like that. So all that going on is where, you know, the Navajo nation really needs to kind of, uh, step back and say, you know, how did we get arrived to this situation again? What, what was it to let us to this point now where we're just letting, um, others that don't live on the res dictate how we live, you know, just kind of looking at it like that, because like I said before, you know, Dr. Fauci, he don't have to haul water and haul woods. Bill Gates don't have to haul water, haul woods. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez don't have to haul water, haul woods, you know, we have to do it. And even then, you know, it's not just the Democrats, Republicans too, you know, they, they got their own thing going on as far as politicians, both sides. I just, I just don't have time to really go down that, that path and kind of see who's good or bad. It's just whatever's right there. I'm always suspicious of it anyways, you know, and when all that, when, when it's all said and done by the end of the day, you know, I kind of look back at everything and say, damn, well, that was a good thing. I did not follow that path because that was terrible. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it's, it's just gotten to the point now where that coronavirus narrative, it, it's just really worn down to a nub. It's not as effective and deadly as it is. And it's even got to the point now where the, my mom, I got her two sheep herder puppies and well, there was three, uh, right now, three altogether. Uh, there's a big old mix up anyways. Uh, so the main dog right now, I call her kerfuffle cause she's just the word kerfuffle cause she's fluffy. She's white. And she was like, runs between my legs and almost trips me. And sometimes I, I kick her cause she runs right between my legs or, <laughs> or she, uh, the other time she was so happy and excited. She was jumping up and down. She lost her balance and she fell backwards and rolled over. So I was like, you know, I, there, there, that was the only word that matched her was kerfuffle. And then, um, then there's, uh, the other two sheep herder puppies. I couldn't figure out a name for them. And, you know, Domino was always Domino because of her one black eye. And she was, um, she was obviously born before, you know, the coronavirus. I think she was born in 2018 or 2017. And anyways, so then comes her son, COVID, you know, uh, I called him that because, you know, my mom was freaking out about the coronavirus. And at that time, Covey, Covey, <laughs> Covey was still a puppy. And, um, you know, I just said, you know, oh yeah, mom, look, his, his name is COVID because, uh, you know, just so she could associate that word COVID with a cute little puppy. And now he's a, he's a grown dog and he's a fat pig and, uh, but he's pretty cool. Then came his sister, Corona. Um, you know, that, that's where I got it anyways. And then here comes kerfuffle and then we got two more puppies cause the, the original puppies, I think the coyotes ate them, man. But, um, so these other two puppies, I had a hard time trying to figure out their names, but the answers are right in front of me the whole time. The, so now what I call those two sheep herder puppies, I call them, um, Delta and Omicron or yeah, or Ami for short, you know, Hey, look, there's Omicron and there's Delta, you know? 
So there's Delta, Omicron, Kerfuffle, Corona, COVID, and Domino. So those are the dogs now. So that's what I'm saying is that um, if these guys want to keep pushing this narrative, then it's like, fine, I'll keep naming animals after, you know, whatever deadly disease you guys come up with. Because to me, you know, this thing has worn its, you know, it's worn its, it's worn its welcome out basically. And, um, and it's just kind of like, uh, Hey man, I ain't got time to waste on that. I, I, I got this nonprofit going. It's finally starting to pick up some steam and I don't have time to wait on, um, what, uh, name the government comes up with next for the next virus. And it's like, you know, at some point, you know, all this will, when we look back on it, we're going to be like, man, is that the uh, impression we left for the next generation? Is that we just accepted anything that was thrown at us? We didn't even really question it. And the ones that did question it looked like, um, what was that, conspiracy theorists? And it looked like they didn't know what the hell was going on. And, you know, there, there was all this clash of ideas and, you know, ideas and um, like morality and some people were saying, well, you need to get your kids vaccinated. You know, I don't want their, I don't want them getting my kids sick. It's like, well, your kids are already vaccinated. They, yeah, my kids are already vaccinated, but your kids need to be vaccinated. Well, you can't tell me what to do. Oh yes, I can. You know, then it starts a whole nother argument. And so that's what I was saying about the civil war. If it starts again, it's definitely going to have, um, siblings pitted against each other. Which side are you going to choose? And and as I've, I, uh, I said before, we're, we are a warlike species, you know, the only thing that we can make sure that we can handle in a way is that if we fight and we fight for what we believe in, it, it could be a positive thing. It could be a negative thing, but whatever we fight for is just more proof that we are a war species. We're willing to start conflict to, you know, and it all starts off with drama and over-exaggerations and misunderstandings, and that's where it all goes. And that's why I'm really hoping that, you know, trying to do some of those resed out relationship advices, they um, they help out the younger generation to understand that, you know, yeah, the older generation, they lied to you because they really didn't know themselves. They didn't have the technology that we got now. And there's not, there wasn't women that were willing to put out what was the hidden secrets that they knew out there. Now there is, you know, now that that's what they do. And that's where I get a lot of my advice from. And, um, other than that, I just kind of like watch and observe other females and, um, and, uh, well, I guess, you know, that's, that's pretty much my whole point, but damn, I've already been through 22 minutes. Oh shit. 23 minutes now. Okay. And so I guess, um, with that, all that being said, um, the, uh, transition from the traditional to the modern world, you know, we're in that phase right now, man. So let's make sure we, we make the best decisions we got without having regrets later on down the road. But, um, every subject that I talk about can always be revisited again. And as I've said before, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answers. There's just opinions and views and, uh, if anybody's interested to want to jump on, you know, go ahead. If I try to make plans with you and it don't work out, I guess it doesn't. But other than that, um, I'll go ahead and, uh, shut my big yapper and let it, um, and let this, uh, episode three come to an end. And 
And with that being said, I, all I can say is, man, Navo Pedro missed out, man. You know, season three, episode three, he's all about his threes. But, um, you know, the show must go on and we got to keep going. And um, but we'll yeah, like I said, eventually later on, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll get him back on. But other than that, uh, I've been your solo host, Mateo Native Ravager and you know, representing the Clagato Veterans Nonprofit Organization, the Clagato Veterans Organization, and the Clagato Veterans Podcast. And let's see, with all that being said and done, I have nothing else to say other than yeah, see ya.